Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here for more of your listener questions on a Wednesday. And today, Pam and Ricky are still out at Disneyland having a great time, I'm sure. So today, you get a Scotty G and Mike show, and we're tackling those questions, including questions about going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party on Halloween night itself. We have a listener who's worried that he made a mistake. Will it be too crazy? Or will this be the perfect party of the year? Scott's been there on Halloween night, and he gives his thoughts. We also get a question about being what park to go to on New Year's Eve. We both, of course, say Epcot, and we give many reasons as to why Epcot is the ultimate place to be on New Year's Eve and tips for surviving Epcot on that night because it is a little bit crazy. We also get a question about three restaurants, Hoopty Doo Review, California Grill, and Artist Point. Which one to eliminate? They got to pick, uh, they're going to do two out of the three. We pick one of those and cut it loose for a family of four with kids eight and six. This and many more questions coming your way on today's show. As always, today's podcast is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents at the Magic for Less are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Getaway. Just swing by themagicforless.com today. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It really does help us out with that one extra click. Please bookmark it and use it as often as you can. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to our patrons who allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world. We could not do this without you, and our patrons get that bonus show. Yep, it's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us and get in on that, come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2087 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. We hope, as always, your week is going well. And as always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show. We don't get to say that quite often enough. There are so many great podcasts out there in the Disney uh, universe and other topics as well. I listen to some uh, tech podcasts, news podcasts. I like to listen to retro topics, you know, 80s stuff, video games, all that good stuff. I love podcasting. And every time you drop in for ours, that means a lot. So thanks for taking the time to spend 30, 35 minutes with us today, answering your listener questions and just... uh, you know, I think the fun is in the side uh, discussions that the, the questions lead to every Wednesday. So thanks for uh, giving us those questions at Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com and for just being here. And speaking of being here, there's two people that are not here today because they're out where Walt started all the magic that we love. That's right. Pam and Ricky are still out on the West Coast. They're at Disneyland. Before the show, in the pre-show, we were speculating on what they might be doing at this exact moment as we record this podcast And I'm guessing that they are possibly sharing a red, white, and blue churro in Frontierland. But who knows? I'm probably wrong. They're probably doing something less exciting than that. So today, you get the dynamic duo. We have my friend and yours, hashtag Scotty G from Up in the Mitten, joining us today to answer those questions. Scott, what's going on? Happy Wednesday, Mike. Happy to be here. Um, For those listening, when the podcast comes out yesterday, on Tuesday was May 17th, which is 517. 
And Mike, I know you don't, when you call me, you just type in my name. You don't actually see the phone number. But 517 is the Lansing area code. So happy Lansing Day. Happy belated Lansing Day. So tell me like the lug nuts, which is your real low minor league team, which I follow on social media who just kill it on social media. They're amazing. I, I got to go to yeah. a lug nuts game sometime, but I mean, tell me they're not having like, like all you can eat free hot dogs or something that night. Come on. Well, they actually did that um, on Saturday last weekend. Um, it was eat a, eat a palooza, eat a lapooza, something like that. Eat a something. It was all you care to eat. And my brother was there. So my brother... Uh, if he was here, he could report on all the hot dogs he ate, I'm sure, that night. But, uh, yeah, so they like to do – and all kind of stadiums do that nowadays. You know, it's a way to bring in some extra revenue. They they jack up the price of the ticket, right, and figure no one's going to eat that much food until, like, Scotty G or Mike shows up. That's right. You know, and then they're losing money. But That's exactly right. You but, know, and that's that's why we go on cruises, right? You pay the – you pay the fee up front, you make that final payment 90 days out, and then it's like, I'm going to make my four grand back on that dime. Yep. <laughs> exactly. It reminds me of a friend's episode where they're in Vegas and Joey realizes it's a buffet. You know, it's like, well, this is where I get my money back, right? Absolutely. All righty. So, yeah, let me ask you real quick. So, one of the craziest things I ever had, one of the best things I've ever eaten was at a minor league game. Now, this was so low. It wasn't even like single A. It was uh, independent league here in St. Louis. It's the Gateway Grizzlies right across the river in, in uh, uh, was it, Granite City, Illinois, I think. And um, what we had was a hamburger that instead of a bun, it had a Krispy Kreme donut, and it was fried. I mean, oh, I'm man. telling you what, this thing was amazing. Like, it came wrapped in aluminum foil. Oh. So have you ever had anything crazy? Is it kind of like carnival food, yeah. like fair food? That sounds so great. So what the West Michigan Whitecaps, uh, which is in the same uh, Midwest league as the Lansing Lugnuts are um, out in Grand Rapids. I had two crazy things on the same night. Oh, um, <laughs> there you go. That's my Scott. There you so go. The, I think they had like a two pound hamburger or something crazy, <laughs> um, which really was not that good. Like the bread was off. We just basically just like ate it as a chop steak almost because the bread was like stale and so gross. But the other thing, Mike... I had these chicken wings, and I kid you not, I had to sign a waiver that I would not sue them <laughs> due to like the amount of heat that was coming off these wings. I seriously, you had to be 18 or older, and you had oh to sign God. a waiver before you could give them your credit card. And um, I was like, well, this is kind of insane, but yeah, I got to do it, right? Like, And oh my God, they were disgusting, and my mouth was on fire for four or five innings. Related. But it makes for a good story. It does. Related story real quick. One time. So we came out to a Buffalo Wild Wings. It was way far from our house, which is actually down the street from where we live now. Back when, like when we first started teaching, I was with Pam came out, my good friend Dave, who was in our wedding, like a bunch of the younger teachers that all taught together back when we were young, went out to, you know, like on a Friday night after teaching Buffalo Wild Wings. And they had kind of the same thing, like this wing that came out that you could get and had a sticker on the wing itself. Like, as it was so hot, you had to take the sticker off. Like it warned you. Stupid me, like, I took one bite, because I don't really like hot stuff. I took one bite, and it wasn't even the, that that got me. I I itched my eye. Dude, I think I had to go to, I didn't go to the ER that night, but I came within, like, you know, like, seconds of going to the ER, because I thought I was going to go blind in one eye. Because Burned I, your eyeball. Yo, God, yeah, I was no kidding. <laughs> stupid Mike. Oh, okay, my God. stupid stories with Scott and Mike to start the show. But, okay, we got a question here in the live chat. Let's get to it. Um... Adam's asking question about parking. Do you need a parking reservation, a park reservation to park in a theme park lot? Scott, I never drive. Do you, I don't yeah. think you do. Do you? I think the answer is yes though, because when I go up there, they check my magic band and check my park reservation. 
Um, so I don't know with 100% certainty if they would turn me around. Uh, mostly that happens at the Hollywood studios, though, because that always seems to be like a, a crazy question with, you know, with park reservations at the studios. But they do ask you, like, when you're at the at the gate, when they scan your magic band, if you have a park reservation for that park. Um, I can't say with certainty that they would turn you around or not, though, if you don't. Do you think that might be at the studios, though, because um, it's kind of a Skyliner access point? Like the other ones, maybe you could get on the because I, I don't because I I mean I'll take your word for it because I, I always take yeah. Disney transportation when I'm down there. I never rent a car, but that's hmm, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think it could be different now. I mean, a little bit too because of park hopping. Like who knows? Because you could just say like, well, you know, I'm not at this park. When I'm going to end my night here, right? Because you could always like do that. Like you know, I'm going to park my car here. I mean, I don't know why necessarily you would do that, but um, and then I guess. I guess maybe they wouldn't want you to go to some of the resorts close by, like at Epcot or something. Like, maybe. would they want you to go to be? I don't know, but they're going to pay money and like eat in at right. places. But so I, yeah, I know it's a it's a tricky question. It's not a hundred percent solid answer, but I can say with certainty that they do check your park reservation when you are going to park. All righty, it's a good question for both of us because we've been there many times. Amy in the live chat says, "Hey, my daughter and I are going to Walt Disney World December twenty fifth through January first. Which park is the better choice for New Year's Eve? Thank you. So we have spent many a New Year's Eve at Epcot. Now, we don't know how it's going to look this year, but typically, I mean, if also the age of your daughter probably matters. The older, probably the better. But we've, I mean, we've had Mallory there. We've had Jocelyn's kids who were, you know, elementary school aged. Emily, obviously, same thing, kind of elementary school aged. I mean, it's a, it's a nut house, but it's New Year's Eve. And I mean, it's, it's as family friendly as you can get, but still be able to drink and have noise. Did they not have noisemakers last year, though? I don't think they did. Now that I think about it, it was a big controversy. I don't think yeah, they had noisemakers last year at Epcot. I know for 2020, they absolutely did not, but they weren't doing fireworks or anything then either, though. So, but uh, Mike, that is the right answer, though. <laughs> I just, I just really can't picture myself being anywhere else other than Epcot, even if I didn't drink or anything, do anything like that. Just the just the environment, just the the people watching. And you started off, though, like, we don't know 100% what it's going to be like. Are they going to have the silent DJ? Are they going to have all these cool different activities that they do in the World Showcase? But um, my goodness, like, if if I could be anywhere, like, you know, you tell me, like, Times Square, you know, Bye. wherever. Like, I think, this, I think, um, I think Epcot's going to be, like, my number one answer for almost anywhere in the world except for my couch sleeping. <laughs> right. I know. Seriously, that's a, that's a, that's a 1A and 1B there, Epcot, or just sitting at home. <laughs> like, why well, is everybody going to shoot off fireworks? I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> no, but, God, I'm so old. But, okay, you know, but the thing is, too, with that, this is going to be the year where, this is really the first year since post-COVID where the park should be at 100% capacity. Um, you know, we like you said, we do have fireworks. This will be the year where Mickey's not so scary will be back. We assume Mickey's very merry Christmas party will be back. So you mentioned, because I didn't even think about things like the silent disco that used to take place in Japan. All these little side events that happen. You know, you had the DJ in China with the fire-breathing dragon, The you know, the DJ in the UK and... You know, Italy was always pumping. I mean, those things are tight quarters, but Disney has not shied away from having a ton of people in tight quarters, you know, the last few months. And I would assume that if things move forward as they have, 
I would assume that Epcot will look 2019-ish, uh, you know, come this year, maybe. Yeah, I think so too. And I think what they could do, like, they're not limiting capacity in the park, but they could limit capacity in those areas, right? Like, I think about, like, in China, like, they could just have, like, a one in, one out kind of a thing, you know, where, like, they have this certain area, like, they used to jam pack it back in the day, but maybe they'll go, like, 75% now, you know? Yeah. Because they could, they can control that. They can, because it's a pavilion, and they could, yeah, they could kind of, yeah, it's a great, it's a great idea. Because man, in the past, and those, I mean, it's, it is just, yeah. it's, a, it's, I mean, I mean it, they that, even that, do that with the Mexico pavilion still. Yeah, right? yeah that's I right, like. that's right, that's right. Okay, so real quick though, kind of si- second question for her to maybe help her, Amy, when she goes down. What's one piece of advice you would give somebody for Epcot on New Year's Eve? I'm going to give mine first, real quick. Make an ADR for a sit-down dinner at around 5 to 7 o'clock p.m. Because that is golden. I mean, you're going to get your dinner done before, like, all the stuff starts really going down with New Year's Eve. You're going to have a belly full of food, and you're going to be able to get in some air conditioning, get off your feet, and then you're going to be, like, good to go for the rest of the night. So what else have you learned? Because it is, I mean, it is. You see people sleeping in the grass. You see people sleeping on benches. You see people just... It's because people are, you know, it's a crazy day at Epcot, but it's fun, but it's, it's different. Right. So you talked about the late ADR. I will tie that in with maybe that's when you enter the park for the first time. That's a good point too. You know? So you talk about the big, big dinner. How about you have like a big breakfast and then you just chill in the resort most of the day. If you're staying on site, you know, go to the pool, hang out there or maybe skip breakfast, go to the pool, you know, like rope drop the pool. That's always kind of fun to do. You know, you can get a good seat. Um, you know, you can really enjoy, um, you know, the early morning at the pool is always fun. Then have maybe like an earlier lunch poolside, take a nap, just relax, soak up some air conditioning in your room, then take a slow stroll finally over to Epcot and just, just live it up. And then you'll have that ADR in your back pocket, which will be really helpful later on that evening. We've actually done that. We've had a pool day. We've played. Uh, <laughs> I know. I basically just gave exactly. our strategy for Fourth of July. We've we had, we've gone yeah. to Fantasia Gardens and done putt putt that day. You know, and kind of yep. just slept in, and then you're yep. good to go. I mean, then you're just like and you shouldn't have to worry about. Yeah. Because back in the day, there was a worry like, oh man, will they close the capacity at Epcot? But with the park reservation, you know, you'll have your park reservation. You'll have your ADR. So you should not have any worry there um, at Epcot. Magic Kingdom could be a, a different story too. So that's another reason why I like picking Epcot for New Year's Eve too. Yeah, it's fu- it's fun. <laughs> you see the people that got their rope drop. I mean, come like nine o'clock at night, they're just trying to yep. survive. Also, too, like if you have kids that want to get counter service food, I mean, like late in the night, man, you got to plan that out like hours in advance. I remember because one year I didn't have a reservation to get something to eat, and I mean. I was just looking, I would eat anything. Like, I just want, I remember I went to, um, was it Nine Dragons in China, the counter service? Yeah. I mean, I was so happy to get just like steamed rice. Like, I was, I was, that's how it was. Like, I did not care. That was the shortest line. And it was like 45 minutes long <laughs> at like 10 o'clock. I didn't care. I got to have a pretzel. Everything had a super long line. I mean, even to go to the bathroom, you got to plan for that. It's crazy. I mean, but it's fun, but you got to, you yep. can't just like jump into anything. We have a 4th of July secret, not 4th of July. We have a New Year's Eve secret bathroom. Yeah, we're not <laughs> saying well. that. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Just stop. Just not saying it. <laughs> I think earlier I referred to it as 4th of July too, because I kind of feel them the same. Like they're fun. They like, are. Yeah, like I go, I go to Epcot for both of them because there's just something about the atmosphere um, in those parks at night on the on the big celebration days are awesome. All right, it's going for you because you were just talking about going to the Halloween party. And Paul in the live chat says bought tickets to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party on the 31st. Is it going nice. to be a madhouse? 
our kids have a nice fall break. And I could have picked any of the four days leading up to Halloween, but landed on Halloween just because it's Halloween night. Did I make a mistake? Have you ever gone? You have, haven't you? No. I have been on Halloween night. <laughs> I was going to yep. say, I thought you had. <laughs> in, tw- in 2019, it was like the day before the wine and dine. Yeah. It's 5K or something or before the expo. Uh, so it worked out pretty well. I say you did not make a mistake. Um, so that that will be a sold out party. I mean, I don't. Yes, and Mike, we don't even have an idea what the capacity is going to be like. Are they going to limit it or not? My guess is probably it's going to be like 2019 capacity. I'm It'll sure be limited, but I mean, limited yeah. Disney. You know, they they want to yeah. sell tickets. So it's going to be a full house. Um, but you know what? Then there's something about being there on actual Halloween that makes it so much better. Like, I mean, I'm going in August, um, which is the complete, I'm going to the second party that they're offering. And, you know, it's going to feel a little weird doing trick or treating in August, but the way I look at it, it's going to set me up for being in the mood for the season. Right. Like I'm going to come home in late August and be ready for Halloween. We'll be starting, you know, I'm you'll already put, being false spirit. Which yeah, you'll great. put up your decorations. People will be in your neighborhood and be like, ho, 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 Scotty G. This is the way to let's, let's yeah. get into October here. Even maybe September. <laughs> exactly. But um, there is something really cool about just being there on Halloween night. The atmosphere is better than any other of the parties I ever been to. Um, but it will be, it will be crowded. But it, like Mike said, it's, it's still limited, so I mean it's not going to be like jam packed like New Year's Eve kind of crowded in there. But uh, there'll be a good amount of people. But it's going to be so much fun. So many costumes to watch. Um, so many great things. So I say you did not make a mistake. I would say the guests are going to be more in the spirit that night than any of the other nights, and the, the right. guest energy is what brings it to these parties. And the cast, the, the cast, cast energy cast, too, because yeah. they're probably over. Like, oh my god, this is the fiftieth Halloween party. Exactly. You've done. Like, I've been doing this since March. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is there is there any party because most years there's like one on November first. I wonder if there's one after because there's always yeah some years because it depends on the day of the week. The weekend they'll throw it on November first. The year I did it on the thirty first, they had a November first one actually. Because if it's the last one, apparently you get a lot of candy. I mean, they're just like trying to unload, which is yeah, they're just trying to unload it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I, I can't wait to hear how it goes for you. Absolutely. All right. Jordan has a question. Hey, Mike and Scott, love the show. I'm following along on social media. When you guys are at the parks, if you were given a contract at any of the DVC resorts, which one would you choose? Oh, dude, that is a tough question because I, you are a DVC member. I am not. And I am a, I am just a lover of Old Key West. And if that was given to me, I but the, the practicality of Old Key West, see, I'd be I might get, like if you said I could have any. You know, and like all things given, like that's the cheapest one, right? That's that's the value one. Like, even though I love it, like, would I turn away a Boulder Ridge or would I turn away a, um, you know, an, a, a Kidani Village? Because I love seeing the animals and just how that is just so unique or, a, you know, a Bay Lake for the convenience of, uh, you know, being right there at the, you know, you're staying in Tomorrowland, basically, or, you know, a Beach Club Villas or something. God, I don't know, Scott. Where would your mind go if you somebody said, "Here's a contract. It doesn't have a resort name on it. You get to sign it today." So I do. I do have an answer. Um, it, it is a hard question, right? But as a DVC member who's always looking to add on <laughs> more points, you got the add-ons. Um, so this is always on my mind. Like, where do we add on? Like, if, if we could, you know, if the price is right. And for me, it's Beach Club. Like, I want to own at the Beach Club so bad. For multiple reasons um the pool is awesome you know to be able to stay at that pool 
but like I can never book a beach club as a DVC member at Old Key West because if you're familiar with DVC, you can book at 11 months out. And if it's not in your home resort, you can book at seven months. So I go at seven months, I never see Beach Club available. And I love the walking to the proximity to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So for me, I would want the Beach Club. No offense to Grand Floridian, Polynesian, all the rest. I love them all, but Beach Club is where I want to get my contract. So Kathy said word for word what you just said. She said, I picked Beach Club because one's hardest to get into it seven months out. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that. No, that's awesome. Kathy and I are in sync. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, if I had to, I mean, Saratoga is, I mean, it has trended up so hard over the past few years because of Disney Springs, the refurbished rooms. Man, if I had to pick, God, I don't know, man. This is, I, this is one you just can't do live on the air without thinking it through. But if I... I'm just going to go Old Key West because I would be happy there. I would be yeah. happy there. I love that. Yeah. It's just a feel. I, only, I didn't pick Old Key West because I already, already had the contract. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took this as a new one to uh, any, any but, current ones that you have. But if an envelope shows up in the uh, the mailbox outside, I, I'm, I'm going to have to think it through a little bit longer. But for today. Saratoga would be, I thought the rooms of Saratoga yeah, exactly, now too. Like, yeah. And what they're doing at Grand Floridian. Like, have you seen like any photos of the like the rooms that they're going to be remodeling there. Like they look gorgeous. I have not. Oh yeah, my gosh. Not. Oh man. Looks so good. You can't go wrong. I mean, just like I'll sign my name and then just, you know, spin the wheel wherever it lands. There is one we didn't say though. And I would still take it. And that's animal kingdom lodge. I would be, I'll be a hundred percent fine. Oh yeah. With, no, with I said that. Yeah. Kingdom I do Kidani or yeah, John. Oh yeah. I, I, I missed yeah. that. No, cause it's, cause it's just, it's such a cool experience. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lens here from Mar- We're talking about Maryland in the pre-show. Uh, and he's yeah. got his Sparty and his red, everything's lining up here for Scott here. When getting a candlelight processional dining package, are those available when our 90 day ADR window opens up or do you have to wait for those nights to be scheduled? So for what well, would be at 60? Well, actually, so for dining packages like that, they can come out because it's typically 60 days, but they can come out at funky times based on when they are announced. But usually they're out before 60 days. Most I think they try to, but sometimes it might be like at 55 days yep, if they're yep, like just they're a close. little late with their PR campaign or whatever. Yep. But yeah, so that's 60 days there, Len. But uh, just watch, and they try to get that out there. But it is, again, we haven't had a lot of these since the 60 days switched, you know, from 180 days. But just uh, keep an eye on that. So we got a little, little time on that. Got Halloween still to worry about. All right, Tom is here in the with the question. He says, hey, guys, for the first time in forever, I like what you did there, I will not be renting a car for my upcoming trip in September. I'd rather not rely on the buses for early theme park entry, so I'm planning to take an Uber or get a Lyft. Will I have any problems getting these services to arrive that early in the morning? And what is the average cost from Pop Century to the parks? All right, so I do take Ubers and Lyfts early in the morning to the airport. I mean... And I would think that's harder to get than just to the parks because that's a bigger ask. You know, somebody's got to take you all the way over to MCO. Um, and I've had no problem like at 530 in the morning. So I don't think you'll have any issues getting either one of these vehicles for early theme park entry. I would guess pricing to the theme parks from Pop Century would be 20 bucks. I mean, Scott, have you done Uber yeah, Lyft from Walt Disney World? Yeah, I was going to say like maybe like $15. It's been a little bit since I've done uber or lyft uh because i've been running cars on most of my trips lately but yeah it seems right and you're absolutely right about the availability there are so many drivers in that area for all times of day because there's always people coming coming in and going so yeah you'll there'll be plenty of drivers so that you'll be able to get that uh lyft or uber over to the parks for early entry 
All right. Oh, there's somebody in the live chat named Moose Martins. Um, and he says you should be golfing right now. And I should be golfing. I pulled him I saw off that. the course, Moose. I had to, I, everybody else, your wife, everybody's at Disneyland. I mean, you know, I had to have somebody record. The I show. know. So he's like, he's like single dad this week. You know, this <laughs> Jocelyn's out at Disneyland. So he's, he's probably itching to go golfing too. We can just leave. We can bring Emily over. She can hang out with the girls and Moose and I. We should have got Moose on the show. You know, I mean, like, you know, like all the Disney widows here for, we you know, everybody's on the show. Yeah, we should have. Emily Joe. I know, since we're talking about this, Emily joked that she should fill in for Pam and I would fill in for Ricky today. Hey, anytime. We yeah. should have. All right, Paul's got a question here. He says, thanks for the follow-up. If, if I build a lightsaber at Savvy's, can I bring it to the Magic Kingdom? Sure, you. I mean, yeah, right? I, I Have you ever seen I, I don't think I've ever seen a lightsaber at the Magic Kingdom. But I'm sure oh you God, can. I mean, you buy it on. I'm sure you can. I'm sure someone's probably done it before. Yeah, you're right, Mike. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something you get at Hollywood Studios, you know, it's Disney, you know, I, they, I don't see how they could let you not bring it to another part. Yeah, I would, I would think so. All right, let's go to the inbox here. And my good buddy, Tony says, Hey, BOGP gang was just listening to the money saving tips episode. And Ricky was talking about the need for coffee. He says, amen. I think it's to our advantage to use the in-room coffee maker, even if we have to buy pods, creamers, etc." rather than to buy the refillable mugs. My question is, does mousekeeping still refill these every day? I thought I read or heard that you can request more if necessary. There's three coffee drinkers on our trip, so we'll easily go through the six pods every morning. Your thoughts, thanks as always, Tony. I don't drink coffee, so I see the pods there, but of course they never get restocked because I never use them. Do, do you, ever, you ever use them? I don't know. Um, yeah, so we, we use them sometimes. It's more Elizabeth and Emily use them more than me. But um, yeah, you can just you can just ask. You can ask for more. Now the thing is, like, so mousekeeping isn't going to come every single day though. So that's something that you have to. You might have to call, you know, the front desk from the room and say, hey, you know, we got a lot of coffee drinkers here. We could use a. Is it possible to get a restock of some coffee? Just be polite and nice, and they they should do it for you. So that you so. Elizabeth and Emily have used it. Are they, is there anything with that like 50th anniversary blend? Is it a big deal? Like, is it good? People, I've heard people talking about it, but as a non coffee drinker, I don't know if there's, if it's like all so, the hype. So, so we brought some for um, my, for my in laws as like a, you know, they watched Emily one trip. So we always tried to bring souvenirs back, kind of like what you do when people cover for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on your trips. And they loved it. They thought that 50th blend was outstanding. And, so we were more of the K cups where, you know, we had the Keurig. So we use the K cup. These were like the grounds and they use, they have a, whatever they use to cut up the grounds or whatever. The coffee fans are probably screaming at me right now that I'm using the wrong terminology, but um, they, they absolutely loved it. Um, we have not bought the 50, the 50th like pods or the cups for the, for the K cups. But um, if it's anything like the grounds and from what I hear, it's really good. Good stuff. I, you know, I just used it one one time on Marathon Weekend. I was there by myself, a Santa Coronado, and I'd never used one of those machines before, one of the Keurig things. And it was it was like a morning where it was the 5K. I got back. I was all sweaty. I was super like freezing. Like I was super cold. And I turned when I sleep at the hotel. I turn the air down as low as it can go. So like the room. Oh, and yeah. then when I get back, I turn it out the heater on, right? Because I'm not paying the bill. Like, you know, I don't care. I don't, no. <laughs> like when I'm at Disney, like, I always I'm have super a super cold, cold or super too, warm. Yeah. Like, so I go back and forth. But I got back and I was like freezing. So I turned, I was like, I like tea. Like, I like iced tea. So I made a, there was like a black tea, I think, or something. So I made like a tea in there. 
and it was it was kind of good. Like it was it wasn't bad. I, I did mean, you drink it or did you just like put your hand in there, just like warm up your hand? No, just, I drank it. I I added yeah. a bunch of sugar because it was sugar there too. I just it was basically yeah. just like sugar water with some you know tea added to it. But I just wanted to get nice. those. I, that's the only time I've ever used a Keurig, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Question here. This is a good one. It it says it's from Ali. She says, "Hey BOGP." Help staying at the Contemporary and Port Orleans Riverside in October. I have two dinner spots open and can't decide. This is going for us. Would love your opinions to narrow it down. Party of four, two kids that are eight and six. We haven't eaten at any of these, so they'll all be fun new experiences either way. So she says you got to pick two, pick two out of this list. And there's only three. I like it. Okay, California Grill. <laughs> you can't <laughs> do that with Scott on the show. Okay, hang on. Yeah. California Grill, Storybook Dining at Artist Point, or Hoop-dee-doo Review. Thanks so much for keeping the planning fun. Allie's down in Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. It's like burned in my brain. Okay, so you got to really drop one. You got California Grill, Storybook Dining at Artist Point, or Hoop-dee-doo Review. Which one are you dropping and why? So, easy one for me. Um, I'm dropping Artist Point. Um... I've never done hoop to do. You were just talking about Moose. Shout out to my brother Moose is in the chat today. Um, I hear that hoop to do is epic from him, and when you go with him, like amazing things happen. So I'm actually saving my first time to go to hoop to do with Moose. Um, but uh, I've done the Artist Point, and it was before the pandemic. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I mean, the food was okay, the character dining was good, but I think about the experiences that you can have at hoop to do, and then California Grill is, is my favorite restaurant. Um, we'll tie for like two others, but uh, but definitely got to keep California Grill because you know the views, the the food, you just can't beat that environment. And then Hoopty Doo is just a classic. You know, it's a Walt Disney favorite. So yeah, yeah. I'm getting rid of Artist Point. I'm guessing you're probably the same on this yeah, one. So right? yeah, I was gonna drop Artist Point. The only thing I'm worried about is that the kids are eight and six, so it's a character meal where you get to you know meet the evil queen yeah. and all that stuff. And I mean, with the but kids, they're gonna have so much fun at Hoop to Do. So you're yeah. maybe thinking you drop California. Yeah, Girl so that's then. what I was thinking. I mean, Hoop to Do stays because that's fun. It's I mean, and it's like it's like you know fried chicken, strawberry shortcake, mashed potatoes. I think the kids will love it. The show's fun. Hoop to Do's locked in, like especially for the whole family, kids, everything. It's an experience. I've done that three times and I love it. California Grill, like I've never been there. And I'm saying it's not, I think the adults, it would be locked. But eight, now Emily has always loved it. But yeah, Emily's, Emily's, Emily's like, when she was three, four, but, five, every, every but year. But again, basically. I mean, Emily's like an adult since she's been six years old. So <laughs> typical eight and six year olds, I mean, what's the, what's the vibe like there? Do, do a typical eight and six year old enjoy California Grill? I think they like it because they're so like in awe of that view of their favorite place, the Magic Kingdom down below. And then you can, if you can time it right, you can watch, you know, the fireworks. Um, I that that's why I lean towards that. And Artist Point is going to be like about well, I know they're doing that prefix meal now at California Grill, so it might be a little more expensive than Artist Point. But Artist Point is pretty expensive for being a character dining meal too. Right. I I don't know. I just I guess you're right, Mike. I grew I have Emily, so like that's just been something we've always done is going to California Grill, but I really think a six and eight year old would enjoy that too, just because they can they're looking down at the Magic Kingdom, their favorite most likely their favorite park. It is amazing because I've been up there and it, it is unreal up there. Like when you're looking down, it is it, the view is just unmatched because you're looking down into you know Seven Seas Lagoon, you're seeing the ferry going back and forth, you're seeing the monorail go all the way around, you know, to the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, you're seeing into you know, you're seeing the Astro Orbiter go, you're seeing the castle. It, it, it it's like 
It's almost like watching like a diorama, but it's the real thing. You know, it's like looking right. into a miniature village at Christmas time. Or something. <laughs> it's so it's, it's unbelievable. It's so cool. All right, let's get a question here from the inbox. This is from Tracy. Hey, Mike and crew. Our family's going on a Disney cruise this October, and we're considering our options to getting to Port Canaveral. We're flying down, and our family's going to Disney World two days before for the Halloween party. So we're considering renting a minivan, using it for our two days at Disney World, and then driving to the port. Our plan was to drop off most of our party with the luggage at the port, and then my husband would drop off the rental car and take the rentals free shuttle back to the port. Finally, we would all go together to check in for the cruise. Is this possible or should everyone go to drop off the car? Do they still do the COVID testing at the port before you get on the ship? If so, maybe we don't want to give up the car in case one or more of us are asymptomatic and test positive. What time can we get on the ship? Do they assign us a specific time? Or can we get to the ship early and hit the water coaster before everyone else shows up? Thanks for answering my cruise transportation questions. Okay, a lot of questions there. Um, If you're driving over, they do do the testing. It's right outside the port. Um, So, again, I'm not one of those that I would, like, always worry about the worst case scenario. Because, again, I knock on, I I am very superstitious with this kind of stuff. I don't like to say this kind of stuff out, out loud. I have booked a lot, a lot of people that have cruised, and I have not had anybody test positive and get turned away. Now, knocking on wood or fake wood that I bought on Amazon for my desk here, um, you know, as soon as I say that, somebody's going to come at me because it's going to happen. But oh yeah, I, you can't plan. Just my philosophy on life is you can't plan for the worst case scenario because then you always be worried. Um, but I would try to keep everybody together if possible. I think everybody's going to have more fun. If you, now, if I've always taken. We've always taken, I know that like with you, we've done a lot of cruises together at this point. We've done private transportation, like with Happy Limo or something like that. We've rented, we've rented like party buses. We've rented uh, limousines. Um, to get we over. almost actually rented an actual bus for a podcast cruise because we had so many people that right. were trying well, to get the there. One, were you in the limo the one time we had the luggage? Was that, were you in that, that limo the time everybody had to sit the luggage in their laps? We yeah, you so and Pam luggage. had like three suitcases sitting on your laps. <laughs> It wasn't luxurious because we had too much yeah. junk because we had been down for like two weeks. Um, so we've done that where they just drop us off right there at the porters and, you know, we go from there. Uh, I've never done the rental car thing. Have you done the rental car like drop up? I know that I've heard of people doing that and it's fine because they will take you on a shuttle right to the port there. Yeah, I've never dropped it off. I did a dumb thing where I rented a car because I, I always when I do a cruise, I always do Walt Disney World on the front and the back end, too. Um, where I just, I, I parked it. I, I, it's silly. You're paying, I'm paying for the rental car that day. And then I'm paying to park it just so I can have the convenience of getting off the ship and having it right there. Um, not financially doesn't really make that much sense to do that, but I would really consider doing like the, the, the shuttle, like do like get your own private transfer. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's so cool. Like when you're, you don't have to worry about driving, you can just relax. Once you hit that bridge and you can see the ship, you know, like your family just gets so excited and you're in the back of a limo or a party bus or van or whatever it may be. And it's just relaxing. And um, I think it's worth the cost. And you probably find it be just as much as the rental car running in that for like, you know, two or three days. So that's that's the route I would go. Yeah, that's I mean, that's exactly like I think the best time we did, we didn't rent. We did the limo the one time, which we thought was going to be like 
awesome, but we had so much luggage that it was, you know, like we had to cram luggage into the Oh, yeah, because I think that's the trip where we had the two bedroom at Old Key West. So we did like it another was. week after the cruise. Yeah. And we did like three days oh. before. We're, we're residents at that point. Yeah, exactly. Basically. I mean, it was like, it wasn't, you know, a cruise. It was like moving at that point. It was like, you know, it was like sending yeah. the kid off to college, basically, <laughs> um, packing up a dorm. So, but the best time I still remember because like a picture popped up on my Google Memories just a couple days ago for some reason because there's random sometimes and it was the time we did have the party bus which we never could figure out how to get the the, the sound system working on that I mean, I the thing but it had like a disco ball in it and I remember Emily and Mallory had on like matching like mermaid shirts and like yep. little sequined uh, min, you know skirts and. I mean, we like made up songs, but it was a rolling party for 40 minutes from Walt Disney World over to the port. It was awesome. And because they had like a that, whole big compartment in the back for all the luggage. Like we just we just got to like rock out like rock stars. You just like, yeah, that that that's like a top moment. Yeah, it was. I mean, <laughs> it was it was as it was exciting as getting to the life is like there. life could just could not get any better than right. that at that moment. You're about to go on a cruise. You're in this party bus, you know, you're just rocking out and yeah. It was awesome. So, so I, yeah, it's I, totally worth the cost. I would, I would look at <laughs> for that. sure. And we just, I think we used half a limo for that. So, um, real quick, uh, they will give you a port arrival time, and they are very strict about that. You will get that during your online check-in, um, and you got to hit that window. Like you cannot get there earlier. They will not let you even cross the the threshold to to do anything. So you do have to follow that. You get that at uh, during your online check-in. And uh, but I mean, what it does, it gets everybody like really through quickly. I mean, since COVID, the restart. They are very efficient with getting you through the uh, the port itself, the the uh, the terminal quickly. Because before this, and we've seen this on our on our previous cruises, and anytime we've sailed, like before COVID, like the, the terminal was just packed with people, and it was exciting because like people were, you know, everybody would arrive and want to get on the ship first, but. You know, it was kind of the best kept secret until it wasn't. And then everybody was jockeying for, you know, the first boarding group, second boarding group. And, you know, now they just want to, when you arrive, you see that, you, you know, it's very, very regimented. You do your test, you get your results, you boom, you're then boom, you're right on the ship. I mean, you, you go through those ears, you get your picture taken and bam, you can go get something to eat. You can ride the aqueduct, you can do whatever you want. Cruise starts. It's great now. But, you know, you may get on the ship at one o'clock instead of 1130. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. All right, let's get a couple questions here uh, da, 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 in the chat. Megan's asking, can we go to Topolino's bar or lounge as a walk-up yet? You're a Topolino's expert. I believe you can. So I recently was at Topolino's, and we met a friend who was just hanging out at the bar. So he he wasn't on the reservation, so he just kind of went up there. He was hanging out at the bar. Ari had a had an old fashioned waiting for me when I got there. I want to talk about a good friend, <laughs> Phil? Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah. So I I would just recommend trying to do that early in the day too, because that's going to fill up. So like, and and I know that's kind of a workaround. Topolinos is so hard to get a reservation for dinner time, and I talked to many cast members there because I've asked them like, man, how can I get one for next time? This is so hard to get. They do recommend like trying to get there first thing when they open, they might have a couple tables available or maybe the bar is available. So that's what I would recommend. All right. And Jules got a question. If I'm staying at the yacht club and Epcot's early entry begins at 8 a.m. on the day I will be visiting, do they start letting people in earlier than the early entrance time? Love the podcast. Thanks for putting out so much content and thanks for patiently answering all of our questions. Well, Julie, if we didn't have your questions, Wednesdays would be 40 minutes of dead air. So thank you for the question, and thanks for the kind words. And Yacht Club is awesome. I was just there uh, last week. Now, here's what I say about this, and Scott, I think you can back me up on this. So 
and we've really seen this say the past five years, even pre-COVID, like the pre-COVID shutdown and everything. When Disney says like something opens at 730, a lot of times it's seven o'clock. Like they just do not want people just hanging out, like waiting. Like they just do not want like the running of the bulls when it's like, okay, it's seven 30. Let's go. Like if there's people there, they're going to push you through and they're going to, you might not get on the attractions, but they're going to push you like, you know, through international gateway to like a bridge, you know, to the UK right. or to France or to almost like spaceship earth or in the magic kingdom, part of the way down main street, almost to Tomorrowland. They want to get everybody dispersed. You might not get to really do anything, but they're going to push you in so that you have a leg up. So I always say arrive early and it's not a bad decision ever. Right. I will say I haven't done Epcot's early entry, but Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios are completely different. And Hollywood Studios does it so much better. And I understand why they can't do this at the Magic Kingdom. But the, at the Magic Kingdom, they let everybody in, whether you're a resort guest or not. And then they hold you, they hold you like over by the hub. And then they'll let park. If you're staying on site, you have to go to the right towards like Tomorrowland. And then you scan your Magic Band, they let you in. Where at Hollywood Studios, they actually have like two dedicated lines for early entry so that you can just get right in and zip, you're zipping by everyone that's not there and like you can get a really good head start there and i want to guess that's probably what epcot is like but at the international gateway it could get tricky because that's such, such a small area to begin with they might let everyone in and then hold people off to the side like mike was saying so so do you prefer how they do it at the studios where they scan I much you early and then you're free to go yeah. instead of everybody i much prefer at the studios because i don't know if it's just like a mental thing where i think like oh my god there's not many people in the park this right, is great right right, right. <laughs> so i'm much of a head where you can still at the magic kingdom get a head start but it's harder to maneuver going up main street because there's so many people where maybe only half of them can actually go into the park yet. Um, so I feel like there's a much better advantage at the studios. Good point. Okay, last question of the day, and this is so appropriate for a Scotty G and Mike show. Here we go. It's from Amanda. She's in Hillsborough, Missouri, which is a uh, down in Jefferson County, which is just to the south of St. Louis County. So about an hour from the BR Guest Podcast Studios. Hey, gang, thank you all so much for the amazing podcast. I'll be at French Quarter for a quick trip in August. Now, she's not going to Quick Trip, which is a, a gas station which actually has amazingly good food here in St. Louis, but that's a side thing. Since we will have a car, I figure it'll be easy to stop by next door at Old Key West and dine at your beloved Olivia's. Since we'll be taking it easy and not rushing into the parks early in the morning, we are early in the morning. We have a Friday and a Saturday. So my question is, which meal is the best breakfast, brunch, or lunch at Olivia's? <laughs> you got Woo, the experts man. here, baby. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if there was ever a question out of almost 2,100 podcasts, this might be the one. Right. All right. It's so, a good one. Yeah, we've done uh, many. We've done all these meals many times. We've done, we've, we've, we've done every possible meal that you can have almost on every possible day of the week. Right. At, they might have said, uh, "Yeah, that we, we don't research some questions." We've done research on this one. <laughs> what, what, you know what they need at Olivia's though? Before we answer this question, like Olivia's is so great. If you haven't been there. They have all these great photos of families. I mean, from the 90s, from the early 2000s, it's so great. And honestly, I don't know if they even like take new ones, but I think they should make it an exception for us, Mike. And we have should. A photo of I us. Mean, yeah. Do we not evangelize that place? Like there needs to be like just a headshot yeah. of just like you and I, like ball caps and just like, you know, like with a buttermilk chicken, like going into I think what I'm going to start doing is casually like 
leaving one on the table, like a photo frame of us and just see what the cast member does with it. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll hang it up. We got to talk to that server that we had last time when I left my credit card. I think he could make it happen. I forgot what his name yeah. was, but he was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> oh, that guy was awesome. <laughs> he was. I got my credit card back, even though I left it. I got my annual pass, but I left my card. Okay. So, um, breakfast, brunch, din- lunch, dinner, well, the best meal brunch right um brunch yeah, for me i agree too. Uh, because you get both <laughs> you exactly. get both um so i love and you got this last time actually mike um when we did the tower terror 10 miler uh the, i love their like a southwestern omelet it oh, is so dang. good that is that is usually my go-to breakfast item and then mike was just talking about the great server we had like he because there's many different types of potatoes at at um Oki west he's like like I can give you the mashed potatoes that are right. on the dinner menu. I can give you the breakfast. Yeah, he, he might have listed eight kinds of potatoes you could have got during brunch. Like if you want French fries, you can have <laughs> yeah, French <exactly>. fries. He, <laughs> you could order anything, and then like so the buttermilk chicken isn't on the brunch menu. But my man here was like, you I was like, it. man, I just got done running ten miles. I know it's only like ten o'clock, nine <laughs> nine thirty in the morning, whatever it is. But like I would love the buttermilk chicken. He's like. Well, just ask for it. He's like, <laughs> just <"Done."> ask me. <laughs> He's like, just ask me what you want, and I will get you what you want. <laughs> Basically, is what he said. So, not that every server would be that, but you can still get the buttermilk chicken at brunch time, even though it's not on the menu. Is what I'm trying to say. So, just because of that and all the breakfast options, it has to be brunch. The food is awesome there. The vibe is awesome there. The patio is awesome there. The prices are really good there for a Disney restaurant. I mean, it's got it all. But really, what you just said is what I love about it the most is that the servers, the servers tend to have been there for years and years. Like, the servers don't turn over at Olivia's, it seems like, too often. And it's exactly that. If you just, like, strike up a conversation with them and say, you know, I that Duval burger, you know, I love that. Like, I had that a couple trips ago. It might not be on the menu. And sometimes they can't do it because, like, they don't have the right, you know, ingredients that day because, you know, of how they're serving things. But a lot of times they're going to work with you and say, you know what? It's not on the menu, but we can get you something close. You know, we can. Oh, man, that's a Wall Street burger. is so good. Oh, my God. A burger with shrimp on it. I mean, come on. An avocado. (laughs) Like, come on. Oh, what I wouldn't give to be sitting on You cannot go wrong with brunch. Um, Where there's a comment in the chat. I didn't. I was even going to go to this, too. But the, the Bloody Mary, the mimosa. You got the bar too, if that's your thing. Uh, that's a really, that's a really great option at brunch too. It's just Man, sitting now, on that patio I'm watching people out, go when by. in August are you going to be in there in August? And I might want to crash this party. Is all yes, I'm saying. I'm just saying the, the patio there while you're just dining and it's great weather and just watching people come and go. Oh, and doing awesome. some horse betting too, which we've yeah, done on the patio, like in Kuwait or something. I don't know where the horses were, but they were not around. Yeah, so fun. we hit the trifecta that we day. Did. So that was, that, that was a good was. one. That it was paid good for breakfast. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right, well, hey, that's going to do it for today's show. But the good news is we're going to be back on Friday. It's going to be Scott and myself, and we are going to be playing that game. What percentage of Disney guests, dot, 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 and we'll talk about that and just have some fun conversations about kind of trends we see at Walt Disney World and how we think uh, the typical vacationer or the non-typical vacationer behaves on their trips. So uh, we're going to have some fun with that. So if you're here joining us in the live chat, hang out with us and give us some suggestions and we can use those in the show. And we have some ideas to use as well, but thanks for the great questions. And if you have a question, send that my way to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. We'll get that on the show as quickly as we can. And you can always join us as we record the shows live on Facebook and YouTube on Mondays around 545 Eastern. Typically is when we go live. We went a little bit early today because we're both hungry but uh we're gonna we're gonna always be there uh, having fun and we love the live interaction with our listeners don't forget today's show brought to you by the magic for less travel don't forget we are booking the br guest podcast cruise ricky pam scott myself 
we're going to be sailing on the brand new well it won't be brand new at that time it'll be broken in just a little bit but it's the newest ship in the disney cruise line fleet the disney wish july 3rd to the 7th we're gonna have a four night sailing to the bahamas with an awesome day at sea we're gonna spend a day on castaway key and i'm telling you what we have done this i mean we hang out with our listeners we run the 5k we get in the water and then we're like it's 9 30 in the morning when's cookies gonna open and then we go eat our no, first that's when i ride a bike that's when i ride okay. a bike and then do my try okay okay yeah yeah exactly and then we're like when's cookies gonna open because we got to have our first lunch of the day and then cookies opens like at 11 then at like one o'clock i gotta get cookies again before i get back on the ship because dinner's not till five you know and it's like and then we in between there we're having a good time in the water kids are going down that crazy slide that's like way too fast it shoots you out like a cannon i'm too old for that I'll just get a floaty and be out there in the water just taking it it is amazing then that night we'll do silent disco we'll you know trivia music mixology it is awesome so if you want to sail with us and i'll tell you what i just got to say this we have had more cabins booked and more interest in this podcast cruise than any of the others and we've had amazing cruises the first five times i mean we've had a lot of folks sail with us we've had epic stories we've had great times this one is just it's blowing the socks off the other one so far. So if you want to get down on that, just drop by the magicforless.com today. Just go to the DR, uh, to the Disney Cruise Line uh, quote form there. Put be our guest podcast cruise. Just give us, you know, how your family breaks down, and we'll get you some pricing and availability, and uh, get you on that ship. We'll have a great time. So check them out over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That really does help us out. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And as always, thank you to our patrons who support the show. Allow us to put this out three to four times a week all around the world always can't do this without you so patreon.com slash be our guest podcast give scott a follow on social media at epscott epscot for all of his fun i'm at be our guest mike on instagram and twitter as well subscribe to the show uh just search for the uh, for the be our guest podcast on facebook and youtube and of course this sunday night join us one more time we'll be taking your calls about all things disney we'll be talking to you seven o'clock eastern six o'clock central on facebook and youtube all right we're gonna get out of here and of course tomorrow You'll get the replay of last Sunday night's live call-in show. We had a good time talking cruising, all kinds of other stuff on that show. And then on Friday, again, we'll be uh, playing a little What Percentage of Guests. So until we speak with you again, thanks for hanging out with us for this last 45 minutes. Hope you enjoyed it. We sure did. So for Scott, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and get back to work. And we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.